Yeah, 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 yeah. Kelly, I forgot to put the button on Instagram. I'm so sorry, but hey, everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. My guest today is Kelly Williamson, and she is also known as the plant-based kitchenista. And today she is going to be making delicious Italian recipes, including an, a Tuscan orzo and an antipasto salad. Please welcome back Chef Kelly. Orzo, I've never had it, so tell me about it. Yeah, so I actually kept the packets just because I know that a lot of people don't. It's one of those things and stuff that you probably see it on the shelf. It is, it is a pasta. Um, you see it on the shelves and stuff, but you're like, I don't know what to do with it. So it comes in these little packs like this. You can get just the regular orzo, or you can get, of course, whole wheat, which is what we're using today. This is an older packet. And it's, you know, the, the, the texture, so that I was just looking for the ingredients. The ingredients are hard to read, just, you know, wheat. So basically whole wheat, semolina, semolina, sorry. That's it. Semolina, semolina. semolina. Yeah, and it's just you cook it up. So just you cook it up just like pasta. If you cook it too long, though, I mean, it looks just like, I'll pull it up here. It looks like really large rice. So little, you know, cute little pieces like this. Very big. But it's a, it's a really nice, it's it's like a, almost like a mix between like a rice and a pasta. And so, you know, you can use it, you can let, let it go cold and make like orzo pastas and all that, which is really good. I would say I probably use it once every maybe six months or so in recipes. It's not something that I use a lot, but it's fun because it adds something different. And then you don't get that heaviness of just eating pasta. So instead of putting like penne pasta or something like that in it, this gives you that almost like more of a rice type of a kind of a dish. So very cool. that's the difference, but you can get it and it's nice little packets. I've never had it. Yeah, it's actually good. Very good. So that's what we're going to do today. So we're going to be making a Tuscan orzo. Um, so it's a Tuscan orzo pasta. But this is one of those things that once you make it, you could actually do it, you know, eat it when it's warm, when it comes right out of the oven, or you could actually let it go cold and you could mix it up and then take it to, you know, summer parties that are coming up, even though we have like two inches of snow out here from last night um, in Colorado, but you could make it, you know, cold or hot. It doesn't matter. And it makes really good like pasta type of salads and just nice light dishes, which is what I really like about it. And then we're going to do an antipasto salad. So antipasto salads have usually have, you know, usually romaine lettuce, or you could do some of your favorite lettuces, but it has so many different other ingredients. I mean, it's like, it's like a smorgasbord of vegetables and different olives and all kinds of things like that, which are just fun when you're doing a salad, especially if you're looking for something just a little bit different. So those are the two things we're going to do. And you'll see that in the, the recipes back and forth, there's similarities. So we have, you know, some of the same olives that are in both recipes and, and things back and forth, which is makes it even easier. So, so right. let's get started. We'll go ahead and get. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to get the Tuscan orzo ready because we want to get that in the oven. The nice thing about this is you're only going to cook up like the garlic and the onions and the red bell pepper to get those sauteed up. And then you're going to add everything else together into a nine by 13 baking dish and pour water over it and then put it in the oven. So it's almost like a one pot meal. So truthfully, you could do if you wanted to, is just mix everything up into your nine by 13 baking dish and put it all in the oven. So it makes it even easier and less cleanup, which is a nice thing too, I think that we all like. So in a large saute pan, so we're going to add, so I've got um, a low sodium, so low sodium vegetable broth. 
I know that's been a big thing lately. A lot of people have been asking about, you know, what's your favorite low sodium or no sodium vegetable broth. So that's a big topic of conversation, which I think is always really good. So we're going to add three cloves of garlic, minced garlic, get that sauteed up. Remember, don't burn your garlic. Nothing worse than a house smelling like burnt garlic. And then we've got a half a cup of, of red or a half a red onion. So it's just sliced up. If you don't have red onion, you know, because there's a lot of times you'll go into your refrigerator if you keep them in your refrigerator and you're like, oh, all I have is yellow or white. Just use those. And if you don't even have those and you have scallions or shallots, use those. Don't be picky. They'll all taste good. Yeah, I love, I love, green onions are my favorite. I do too. That's, we have those for the, the decorations. And they're inexpensive too. I mean, it's, you know, the, 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 um, the green onions and stuff, you can get those for what, two for a dollar, sometimes three for a dollar. Easy to have. And they keep in your refrigerator for quite a while, which is really nice. And then we've got one red, red bell pepper. It's just chopped. So just a medium dice. We're going to add that in. And it's just more so when you're doing, you know, you're baking this for 20 minutes as you don't have to worry about, you know, all the liquid seeping out of your out of your pasta because your your ingredients are the ones that like your vegetables, like your um, your peppers and your onions and stuff are basically sauteed and ready al dente and ready to go. So that's all we're doing. We're just giving it a nice taste. We'll let that go. So the pasta has has, you know, sea salt and black pepper to taste. So we're just going to add black pepper. We don't do any sea salt, any any of the recipes we do we always add it you know say as to taste whatever you like to do we always just have it on the table if we want something afterwards but jerry's real sensitive to salt so i don't put anything in and half the time by the time you add you know sun-dried tomatoes and a little bit of red pepper flakes you don't need it so try it out without the salt first we're going to do sun-dried tomatoes so i just did you know you can get them in the grocery store and it's nice because these little packets california sun-dried you can get, you know, the julienne, they're already cut up. There's no oil in them. And if you want, one of the things that I usually do when I'm using sun-dried tomatoes is I will, the night before, or even just like 20 minutes before I'm using them, I'll soak them in water. And then that way they rehydrate and they're a lot softer. And then if you need to chop them up, because sometimes when you've got your knife trying to chop up sun-dried tomatoes, they're really tough, especially when they're in more of the dried, the dried state. So I just soaked them overnight, which was good. And then we're going to put, um, and I cannot even say that it's Cast Castelvetrano. And I, and if I had an if I had an Italian accent, which a friend of mine does, it would sound very romantic. But I can't get that accent. But those olives, they're green olive. They are. I am not a fan of green olives, like with the pimentos and things in them. I like black olives. But these are a really mild type of olive. They they have a little bit of a brine taste, but. I would say very on the mellow side, more towards more towards like your black olives. So they're pretty to add. And if you, you know, not a big fan of olives, these are a nice one to add in. Then we're gonna do some red pepper flakes, some fresh tomatoes, of course, a little bit of lemon juice. And then our toppings are gonna be green scallions, fresh basil, you always gotta have the basil. You could always add some basil in inside of it too. And then some lemon, because you want that acid to bring out the brightness of everything. So easy to do. And you know, you, you and I talked about this last time when I was on the show, you know, cooking is, is a lot of people are, are, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, all this chopping you have to do and all this preparation, like the mise en place, like everything I have in front of me, but you could buy, you know, already chopped up peppers, onions, you know, garlic that's already minced up and have this ready to go in just a few minutes. It's almost like just getting into your fridge, pulling things out, 
putting it into the nine by thirteen nine by thirteen baking dish and putting it in the oven without doing all this fun chopping. Somebody asked me the other day, they were like, do you like chopping? And I'm like, yeah, I do, because it's it's actually relaxing for me. And it kind of gets me out of my head because I have to concentrate on what I'm doing. And so it stops my brain from thinking a little bit, which is nice. Gives me that break. Yeah, it can be very meditative. JP recommends people. Yeah. Definitely watch, you know, you got to pay attention to what you're doing because, you know, you could end up with, you know, a few fingers or nicks or burns or, you know, all kinds of things when you're cooking. So all I'm doing, I just sauteed it up. You'll see when the when the red onions or any onion that you put in there gets translucent, you'll they'll be ready. So this will be almost ready. Just let that go. Let me grab my nine by thirteen baking dish. Cute little baking dish, not too much. So we're gonna add in the orzo. Like I said, it's just like big rice. Seems what it looks what it's just like. All right, and then if you're following along, we're gonna add in the sun-dried tomatoes. And put as many or as little as you'd like in your, for the sun-dried tomatoes. I've got quite a few here, so I think I'll hold off for a few minutes. The nice thing about it too, if you really like the taste of sun-dried tomatoes and you soak them, you have this sun-dried tomato juice and it's actually really nice to add. So I'll just add a little bit in there to give a really good flavor. So don't throw it out, use it or keep it for the next time that you're getting ready to make some pasta. All right, then we've got olives. So we've got, we said actually for the olives, we said, so half a cup of the olives, really pretty green and they're just chopped up. So already just adding just very pretty ingredients. Haven't done anything with it. Then we've got our tomatoes. I got red, yellow tomatoes. So just, you know, just adding that color. It's kind of nice to be able to, you know, red, red's beautiful, but it's kind of nice when you're doing a dish like this, when you're adding the colors in, just makes it even prettier. So if you had some purple ones, like in the summertime, that would be even really pretty. That's there. All right. And then we've got, so following along, we've got the lemon juice. So lemon juice, we've got a tablespoon of lemon juice. And remember, you're gonna add some of the lemon on top or you're gonna actually put a slice of lemon for people to add, squeeze the lemon if they want. A little bit of that. And then we're gonna pour in the water. So we need two and a half cups before we do anything else. You could actually do, if you've got the vegetable broth or stock, you could actually do that too if you wanted to. Two and a half. And you, when you're when you're baking this up and it's baking and you see that it's maybe getting a little bit dry because maybe your orzo soaks up some of the, the moisture, just feel free to add a little bit more and then just do just like a quick stir and stuff and that'll keep it where everything's going to be able to, to cook up nicely and you don't get like burnt or dried out pasta, which is no fun. Red pepper flakes, you can add them. You can not have to add them. Um, Jerry and I here like something with a little bit of kick. So I'm gonna add a pinch of those in, a couple pinches. The sauteed vegetables. And this is one of those dishes also, kind of like with a lot of things that I do, 
is I'm giving you a base recipe, but you know, if you have other vegetables that you need to be able to use up that are that are in your fridge and you've got, you know, maybe a different green than spinach that I'm gonna add in here in a second, add it in. That's what it's all about. Make it your own. That down. Grab a spoon. I'll just use that same spoon. Give it a quick stir. That's already starting. Just all the vegetables. Look at that. Yum. You make it look so easy and pretty. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it actually is. Like, I mean, like you said, you could buy the, the tomatoes already. You know, there's there's tomatoes diced up, or even just throw in because you're baking it, the whole tomatoes because you don't have to worry. So no chopping on the tomatoes if you don't want to. The olives you can already buy sliced. So you can buy those, you know, in cans or jars, I'm not spilling it everywhere. You can, the sun-dried tomatoes, you can get them in packs or jars. So those are ready. That's just a matter of just pulling it out. Spinach is already because it has baby spinach. Orzo's in a pack. What else do they put in here? And then like your red peppers and stuff, like I said, you don't have to saute them up on the onions. You could just chop, you could chop them up, not chop them up, but just buy them already chopped up in the stores. Because I've noticed that our stores now, especially here in Colorado, I don't know if you've seen this in, in California, there's more convenience items now. So they it's like the fresh vegetables, the whole vegetables, this seems to be a little bit less. And then they've got all these like um, refrigerators that they're putting everything else in that's already pre-made or pre-chopped or something like that. I agree with you. I've never seen so many convenience items. You know, I recently did a class for a hospital. It was a, I donated uh, my services to a free 90 minute cooking class uh, to the plantrician conference that someone bid on at, at a silent auction. It was uh, won by a registered dietitian. So all the money went to plantrician. And I said, it would do a cooking class for up to 500 people. And they said, fine. <laughs> But then they threw a little bit of a curveball at me and said, well, this is a very, very small town. We only have one store, Walmart, and everything has to yes. come from Walmart. And I'm like, ooh, okay. Oh, and I'm, okay. I'm not really a Walmart shopper, not because I think that, I, I mean, actually, I love Walmart. It's just that wherever I've lived, it's not the closest store. You know what I mean? Exactly. So like, Same I, will, I mean, I go, I have like, you know, closest to me is Rayleigh's and then second closest to me is Safeway. And I'll do go, I do go to Walmart to get date syrup when I haven't ordered it online, but I've never traditionally been a Walmart shopper. Although yep. I do like their clothes are very affordable. Once I got like 12 items for $88, I was so proud of myself. Anyway, so when I went there, I'm like, well, I don't want to have to change my recipes. I'm going to do what I would normally have done. And I brought all the recipes printed out, or at least the ingredient list. I found everything. I mean, okay, so the only thing I didn't find, and this is because you, you can't find it anywhere anyway, like it is vanilla powder. You can't find the good stuff. You don't find that at Whole Foods, Sprouts or Trader Joe's anyway. And, and of course you can substitute vanilla bean or vanilla extract, which they had. But I was amazed because I was making the sweet potato burgers and not only did they have sweet potatoes in bulk, but they had spiralized sweet potatoes. They had them already cubed. They had them frozen. They, I mean, it, it was a fantastic store. And for items that I use a lot, like say, unsweetened apple juice or unsweetened applesauce, even the same brands, it was like half price. And I'm like, I'm, why am I not a Walmart shopper? You know, it was, I was blown away. If you're anybody from Walmart watching, it was incredible. And it, when you had mentioned convenience items, because one thing they had at Walmart, which I've actually never seen, um, I've seen, you know, red onion and white onion already cut up in a plastic. I wish it wasn't the hard plastic, but although I do reuse it, they had scallions already cut up too. It was, yeah. it was remarkable what they had. It's everything. It's like everything's going like like so most of our grocery stores are going to a lot more convenience. And then you've got the whole vegetables and stuff on the side. If you know, if you're looking for 
you know, a big thing of, of, of celery or broccoli or something like that. But most people go buy the packs. They get the, you know, the broccoli heads, you know, the florets and all that kind of stuff. And it's, I see more people standing in front of the convenience than I see in the regular, in the regular areas. So, yep. Yep. And then the organic, I don't know, it's, it's sad, but in Colorado, shrinking a lot. Really? Yeah. We used to have like big, big areas and stuff of organic. Not anymore. It's really, it's really like gone down. So we have to go to different stores and stuff to find the things that we're looking for. But the regular stores that, you know, like the King Supers, Kroger's and things that you go to, not as big organic. Yeah, I, okay. I did find quite a few organics at Walmart. I was very impressed. Oh, yeah. uh, Kelly, Joyce wants to know, do you, is the orzo already cooked or is it raw before baking it in the dish? It's raw before baking it in the dish. So that's why it makes it a one, like almost like a one pot dish you know, one pot baking dish and stuff because you've got the orzo in here. So it's actually got all the water and that's why we put the two and a half cups of the water or you could do vegetable broth, but that's, you're going to cook everything together. So you'll see, I put in, you know, all the vegetables, everything that was either raw or cooked. And then I also added spinach and the two and a half cups of water and the orzo's in it. But isn't that pretty even before I put it in the oven? It's beautiful. Get that before you even go. So I'm going to put it in the oven, got it at 400, the oven. And like I said, I'll watch it because if your orzo, you know, it's like any, it's any type of pasta and stuff. Your, your pasta sometimes will soak up the, the moisture that you put in there. So your vegetable broth or water. And so you're just going to watch a little bit. If it seems to get a little dry, just add a little more. That's all you need to do. Angela says you look like you've lost a lot of weight. Yeah, I'm 30, 30 pounds so far. Thank you. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. Congratulations. So walking. Yeah, it's like walking 10,000 steps a day and measuring it and doing all those kind of fun things. But thank you for noticing. Yes, thank you, Angela. Well, I, you know, I personally notice, but I feel, especially since yesterday's show, that I am not the one that should ever comment on anyone's weight in any direction. But since she said it, I didn't mind. And she said, you're also an incredible chef. So so the, yeah. you think the, the, um, the exercising, you weren't doing it as much before. So stepping up your steps is what really helped. So I, yeah, so definitely, so, you know, watching, you know, watching what I eat, you know, and just, you know, cause I eat, you know, we eat healthy anyway, but just like some mixtures and things like that. And maybe, you know, I don't, I don't do as much avocado and things. So it was like little small tweaks and I actually gave up sodas, which was really big. So well, I um, know you were drinking soda. You never I gave that. up diet Pepsi. I mean, to this day though, if I see it on TV, I'm like, and this is, it's been like four months and I'm like, oh my God, that looks no, so good. That'll help so much. I, well, cause you know, I've only seen you like for eight days at Rancho as my roommate and there's no soda at Rancho. So I, it's like, I didn't even know you drink soda. Oh yeah. Used to love, I mean, that's, I love, it's not so much, I don't think the soda, but it's the carbonation that I love, but you know, you can get other things that are carbonated, but for some reason it's just whatever's in diet Pepsi. I still, that I still have that craving. So it's like every once in a while, I'm like, oh gosh, that sounds good. No. Stay away. <laughs> but the but the walking helped a lot. It's um, you know, when you're, you know, I work from home because you know, full-time job and stuff, but I work from home. And so when you work from home, truthfully, you sit and my job, I sit for eight hours a day in front of a you know, Zoom camera or a, you know, a Teams camera and stuff on camera. So all these kind of things and stuff. And so you're not, you know, you maybe do two thousand steps a day was all I was doing. So I upped it up to ten thousand and get out there, and that really helped a lot. But isn't it really cold where you live? It is. And so I was, before I was doing it, like, you know, during, I was doing the mornings, I'd get up early in the mornings and walk. But um, what I've started doing is at night. And unfortunately, yes, I have to bundle up. The other thing that I did too, though, is recently, is I bought a little one of those peddlers underneath the desk. But I have to watch when I'm on meetings that 
Because, you know, when you're pedaling, you tend to do this. And somebody mentioned it one time. They're like, how come you're Bobby? And it was one of my one of my team members. And I was That's like, funny. I'm like, oh, gosh, you saw that. And they're like, yeah. And I said, oh, I, I was doing this. And they they just started laughing at me. But like, oh, crap. <laughs> well, even Dr. Greger stopped walking on his treadmill during interviews because he said he was uh, making people dizzy. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, because it's like if you do just you don't think you do. You know, when you're looking at yourself, you're like, I'm not moving. But people see it kind of like when you're walking and stuff. So, yeah. All right. We're going to get the salad going. Kind of why we're, why we're waiting for the orzo. All right. So there's nothing there's like orzo, Kelly. There's nothing that like orzo that's gluten free, right? There's not a like a gluten free orzo or maybe there is. I have not seen it in the stores, but I'm not saying that it's not out there that, you know, like maybe on Amazon or something that you could get it. Um, but, you know, you could actually go, you know, just maybe instead of the orzo, go with like a really small, you know, there's all kinds of like garbanzo beans um, type of pastas, but you can get ones that are really small. Like um, what's the one I was trying to think of? Was it Didalini? I think is one that's really tiny that they usually put in like different types of um, soups and things. And you don't get that, that big couple, a couple of the live viewers, Jennifer and Deborah said, you betcha there's a chickpea orzo. Yay. I have not seen that in any of our stores. Very that cool. would be wonderful. Yeah. Chickpeas, cool. everything. Chickpeas taking over the world. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I love it. Hey, that could right. be the name of your next book. Chickpeas taking over the world. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was, there was once a book, vegan cupcakes taking over the world. So why not? Yeah, exactly. And I know you were on, you were on, uh, what was it? The chop, not chopped. Which one was uh, it? Uh, Cupcake Wars. Yeah. I remember seeing, and it was funny because it was after I got to know you, I didn't realize you were on. And then we happened, we're like, oh my gosh, that's Chef AJ. And it was so cool. Congrats. Yeah. Well, I didn't win, but I didn't lose. Meaning I didn't go to the finals, but I also thank goodness wasn't the first to go home. Exactly. And it's, and then the thing is too, is you got, you know, you got a message out there that you can do these things differently and all that. I mean, but just even get on that show is huge. So that's a huge win. I got to tell you competition shows and game shows when I've been on quite a few, very stressful. I don't know if I would yeah. do one anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. All right. So the antipasto salad. So usually when you're, when you're looking at a lot of different salads and sometimes they'll, you know, you'll, you'll see them like with fish and, and all those type of things. This one's not, of course, it's all plant-based, but a lot of times also they'll have potatoes in it. So um, I cooked up some potatoes last night. So just, you know, the little round, you know, the baby potatoes and you can get them in, you know, the red colors, the purple colors, and then also the, you know, the whites, yellows and things like that, you know, just depends on what you have in your store. I'm not, it's like in the salad stuff, I'm not a big fan of just like cold potatoes. So I actually just put them in the oven a little bit and just put a kind of a nice little bake on them. So then that way they're not like crispy, like French fries, but they have a little bit more bite. So you can see these beautiful purple ones. And then I did a little bit of roast on the, the yellow potatoes. So we're going to be adding those in, which is, which is fun, but look at, I mean, this adding this into a color, that, how beautiful. But if you like just regular, you know, cold potatoes and sliced up, because that's usually what's in the, the antipasto salad, do it. I'm just one that tends to like a more probably room temperature or even maybe a little warm. So, all right. So this, this recipe has, like I said, a smorgasbord of different types of vegetables. So we're going to be putting in colored, of course, colored tomatoes. We have artichoke hearts, which of course are just in water. 
We have cannellini white beans. Um, looks like they have this dumped them something, but you can do, you know, if you don't like cannellini, you can do the navy beans. You can change, you know, choose it up with, um, you know, pinto beans or whatever's your favorite. You could also add in some quinoa. It's not the same, but it's good. And then I have the little baby sweet, um, sweet bell peppers. I just slice those up and ready to go. Try to get as much color as I can. Same thing, the same olives that we had. So the Italian olives. Zucchini. Great way to use your zucchini if you haven't spiralized it and put it in some pasta or something. If you have a little bit left over. Capers. I put, I tend to, I like a little bit of capers, but a little bit of capers to me because it's very kind of like almost vinegary and very, you know, it's like almost a little bit of pucker power. A little bit goes a long way. So I only add a few of those in. Red onion, sliced. So you see a lot of the commonalities. Force your potatoes. And then we'll put a great dressing on it. And then romaine lettuce is usually what you'll see, but you could use, you know, red, red leaf. You could mix it up, whatever you got, doesn't matter. One of the things too, I didn't even think about, and this, cause you were, you're asking me to bring this up. I could have put this in the air fryer. I finally, I got one of the, we got one of the very first air fryers at the very beginning and then it didn't work really well. So we, we let it go, but we just bought a new air fryer. So we have it, it's it's over here in the corner, but it's pulled out just a little bit. So it's an instant pot air fryer, which is really nice. So we got it on Amazon. It actually air fries, roasts, bakes, reheats, broils, and dehydrates. Wow, I didn't know instant pot made one. I haven't been able to I connect them in so long. I didn't either. And I liked, you know, we were looking at the ones that were kind of long. And I, and I, somebody, I happened to be watching YouTube and I was watching somebody had it and I think they were in like Australia, no, New Zealand. And they, they were like, you know, oh, here, I'm using my Instant Pot and I'm doing this and this and this. And I looked and I was like, oh my gosh, that's an Instant Pot air fryer. And so I start went looking for it. And it was really nice because like, if you pull it out, you know, like you pull it out like this and then you put it back in, it has a little glass at the front. So you can actually see, you know, what you're cooking and how it's doing and easy to do. I mean, it just turns on and that's about all you do with it. But I liked it because, you know, Instant Pot's great products. So I was like, okay, I'll try it out. And we love it. Make French fries and all kinds of things in it. It's been great. Yeah. Having, that, probably glass window, having that glass window is great. Yeah. It's really nice. And it's just, you know, it's just, it, it gives you like the directions. I mean, it's pretty much, you turn it on, it says it's ready, turn it on, it heats up for just a couple minutes and then it starts air frying and it has nice little beeping sounds at you to let you know that it's halfway through and you can turn things and and all that and it's been great We've, jerry's probably done french fries in it every single day because <laughs> it makes great french fries all right so we've got so let's get we've got all the ingredients for this but we're gonna make it but we're gonna do the dressing so we can get it ready i need to go to walmart to buy the date paste um because I haven't ordered and stuff, but I just made my own date paste. So it's just, of course, date soaked in water and and then just blend it up. So I've got my own uh, fresh date paste, but I definitely need to get the date paste that you have because I remember that when we were in, in Rancho and it was really nice. Just something I haven't done yet. Maybe this weekend. All right, so the dressing. So we're gonna do a half a cup of balsamic vinegar. Use your favorite. If you wanna switch it up a little bit, you could use Instead of just using a plain balsamic vinegar, you could actually do something that's, you know, if you want to do something that um, has a little bit of garlic in it or apple flavored, you know, raspberry, there's so many flavors out there that you could, you know, change up this dressing every time that you make it. So get into the summertime, 
maybe do a raspberry dressing, which would be fun. So just regular, this is just regular balsamic. Then I've got an eighth of a cup of apple cider vinegar. Gonna get that nice pop that you want. Two cloves of garlic, minced garlic. Then we've got then three tablespoons of Dijon mustard, my favorite. If you're not a Dijon mustard fan, you could actually substitute stone ground mustard. You could do like a yellow mustard or you could do actually, which I love, all three together. So if you're gonna do like all three together, do a tablespoon of each. So a tablespoon of Dijon, tablespoon of stone ground and a tablespoon of um, yellow. And then you got a really good mustard dressing, which I love. That's a mustard speedball. It is. But I like it. I like the the flavors of the the mustards and stuff, and it's it's just good. And especially like you know around like the holidays and stuff, when you use like the stone brown mustard, you just get that really nice, like just kind of just a, a really good like sweet and a little bit a little bit tart, kind of that. It's wonderful. So then we're gonna do two tablespoons of date paste, and that's for your sweetener. If you don't have date paste, you know you can always use. And eyeball a little bit. You can use agave, you can use maple syrup, you can use monk fruit sweetener. But in honor of you, you paste. And then I've got a teaspoon of lemon juice. So you can see that it's going to be a little, this dressing is going to be a little sweet if you've got all these wonderful vegetables and, and you've got beans and potatoes and stuff that are going to soak it up, but it's also going to have that nice pop. So kind of that fresh pop with it, which is really nice. And then last thing is a teaspoon of Italian seasoning. I'm gonna go in there. Ready to go. Blender real quick, just takes a minute. If you don't have a blender, a whisk will do the same thing. And if you want to thicken up the dressing, let's just say that, you know, that you use a little bit on the salad because, you know, the vegetables and stuff are going to soak up the, the dressing, but you want to make it you're like the next day and you're like, I really would want to have like a thicker dressing on a different salad. Then what you can do when you've got this dressing and you've got it in a, like a dish or something, just bring it back out, put it in the blender again, just add like a teaspoon or a tablespoon, depending on how much you've got of flax seeds and then blend it up again. And it'll actually thicken up your dressing. So it makes it really like a nice thickener, which I love. All right, so let's taste. We just grab, I'll just grab a dish so we can pour it out so you can see what it looks like. Got a little bit of thickness because of the, the mustards and things like that that we've added into it, but it's not real thick like some of our other dressings. Nice, pretty color. So definitely has the pop of like, so like your vinegar, so your apple cider vinegar and your little bit of lemon juice, which is gonna be really good with the vegetables, but it also has a little bit of sweetness because of the date paste. Barely taste, I taste a little bit of the Italian seasoning, but not a lot, but it's still, it's, it's kind of a Italian theme. So it's nice to add a little bit in, but if you don't have Italian seasonings, you know, just think about, you know, add a little, you could add a little bit of basil. I have Italian seasoning in a jar, but you could add a little bit of basil, a little bit of oregano, that's it, but don't overpower your oregano because if you put too much in there, guarantee you will not like it. Okay. 
I'm just going to come and bring this out and just do a quick stir, making sure everything looks. Let me show you what it's looking like. It smells delicious. We're going out to dinner tonight, but I was like, we should just stay in. <laughs> Where are you going to dinner? We go to a place called, um, it's here in town, it's called J. Alexander's or Redlands Grill. And they, they're they like a conglomerate, I guess, or, you know, there's a bunch of restaurants that are, that are within the same group. But they have um, almost like air fried, but um, convection oven baked potatoes. So they're baked potatoes, like they come up and they're like, they stand like about this, the, the, the actual inside and stuff stands about this tall. And it's just really, really good. So they do that and they do a vegetable plate and they do like grilled asparagus or steamed broccoli. They have great salads. They have a veggie burger that is really, really good too. So a few things, not a lot, but they, at least a few things of where you can go eat. Right back in the oven. Why don't you just eat what you made tonight and go out tomorrow? <laughs> Normally, I would say yes, but we invited a friend down the street. Um, she's 80, 81, I think now, and loves to go out to dinner. So she's so since we invited her, she's going to want to go. She likes to go out. It's her chance to get out. Well, have, just have her come to your house tonight. Actually, if I truthfully, if I, I'd say hear this and I, if I gave that to her, she would be like in, and she'd be like in plant-based heaven. She's given up since she's met us, she's given up meat. And so she doesn't do any meats or anything like that. Does a little bit of fish every once in a while. And then I make her like spaghetti squash, lasagna, all kinds of things all the time. I've got like three spaghetti squash over here to make that for her. So I'm always giving her things to, to eat and try, but no meat in the last, what, six months probably. And said so she feels so much better. Lucky like, her. Yeah. We're like, yay. Love it. Probably going to end up cooking for her soon. So we're going we're to talk about that a little bit. All right. So in the salad that we're going to mix together, cannellini white beans. Like I said, pretty much any beans that you want. If you don't want any beans, you could always substitute in like quinoa, brown rice. You know, you've got a little bit of the, the cooked orzo, you know, that if you've got a little bit of that leftover, you could add that in too. So that's up to you. And then, so I'll just follow along. So then we've got the sweet mini bell peppers. If you didn't want them in the rounds, you could just chop them up. But I thought they're pretty in the round already. There. And then we have the, so basically a half a pint of tomatoes. So you get the red, a little bit of the purple, the orange. Jerry's favorites, I think, are going to be the red. So I'll probably end up eating the yellows. <laughs> He's not a fan of yellow tomatoes. Really? How, how does he know the difference? I don't know. <laughs> he, he's like, he doesn't think they're sweet. And so he always sticks to the red tomatoes. Yeah. So one time I think I bought, like I had a red tomato, like a cherry tomato plant and a yellow and didn't realize I got a yellow when I bought it. And so we had all these yellow tomatoes, ended up giving them away to everybody. Cause he's, he's like, no, 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 they're not as sweet as the red. He ate all the red ones, but yeah. All right. It, artichoke hearts just chopped up. So in bite-sized pieces. And then we have, so, I mean, just even, I separate, just even before I put everything else in there, look at that already. Put all those ingredients. You could munch on this salad for, for days. Great. Especially if you don't put the dressing on it, then it'll keep fresher a lot longer. Then we've got zucchini. 
You could always do yellow squash also. That's real popular right now. You could do eggplant if you like that. All right, and then we've got red or white onions. So since I already had red onion, same thing, just nice little slices. I tend to, I don't know if you were seeing this too, um, Chef AJ, but I'm seeing that, I don't know if the onions are being stored longer before they're coming into the stores, but when you're chopping into them, it's enough to make, I mean, it's like a grown person cry like instantly. They seem to be really strong. Are you seeing that with your onions? Yes, very strong. That's one of the reasons I think I like scallions. Yeah. So that's why, even though, you know, if it says somebody gives you a, a recipe and they said, you know, use a half of a red onion, go with like maybe a quarter or an eighth of a red onion because they're so strong right now. It'll just overpower. Like if you go places and they put like a bunch of red onion in the salad, it's too much. It's almost too much right now. And then we've got, so we got the olives. So the, the Italian olives, you could half them, quarter them, chop them up how you'd like to do. I was figuring since we're kind of a little bit more chunky, I left the olives whole. Then we have the capers. So capers, I'll show you if they come in, come in just little containers. So these are just organic capers and they're, so just really simple. They're just, they just look like, if you haven't seen capers before, they're just like little tiny, kind of like little green, I guess little green specks. But they have a lot of they punch they have a lot of punch to them. So they like I said they're very they're very um like vinegary. And so if you put too many of them, if you're not a big vinegar fan, then you might either like not try them or try one first and see if you want to put them in there or not put any in at all if you're not a big vinegar fan. But I'm just putting just a tiny little bit of there. And Adam, what's really good capers is like in capellini pomodoro. So if you're doing a great tomato sauce and you add a little bit of capers to it. That's one of my favorites. All right, and then, then we've got the potatoes. Like I said, I added a little roast to them just to make them a little bit different, but you can do them just, you know, right, right boiled. You can do them however you want to do them and you can put them in your um, air fryer. That's all ready to go too. All right, so there's that. So we're gonna do a quick stir. And, you know, you didn't start, I didn't start out with a lot of, of romaine, but then all of a sudden now with all these vegetables in it, I've got a big salad. So like in the summertime to have something like this and put this in front of you, yum. P.S. says with just one person eating this, if I cut the recipe in half, what's the best way to, to keep it fresh in the fridge? So anything that you have, like your artichoke hearts or something, so anything that has moisture to them, so artichoke hearts and a lot of times tomatoes and stuff will add, will actually start breaking down your lettuce a lot faster. So if you're going to make it and you're, let's just say you want to, you know, parse it out over two or three days to be able to do that. What I would do is I would keep your artichoke hearts and your um, tomatoes in a separate dish and then add those in at the last minute and then add your dressing in. And that way it keeps it fresher because most of your other ingredients are going to be more of the dried ingredients and like your beans and stuff aren't going to break it down as much, but that'll help you keep it for the two to three days um fresher the other thing that i do for a lot of uh, when i make a salad ahead of time is i'll take a paper towel and i'll actually in a glass dish like this i'll put a paper towel over it and it keeps you know any of the moisture that's that's kind of comes off of the, the of the lettuce or anything else it will actually keep the moisture in um from like rotting the lettuce too and change your lettuce to make it look a little yucky those are two good tips
I never know how long things really last, you know? I keep, so I have these, I have these little boxes, plastic boxes, and I can grab one that I keep in my, in my refrigerator and I bought them on Amazon and they're, it's, um, they, they work really well. So I'll just grab one because it's easier to show than explain. Like for instance, when I make the Chef Bravo True North soup, which I have every day, the just zucchini and broccoli, like how do you know when when it's too old? Like how is there like a I don't know. I always do it by smell. Smell. Um, okay. Yeah. Smell is, is for me and stuff like, you know, when you do like if you do a whole bunch of like pinto beans or or those type of things, I can usually tell like sometimes like your pinto beans, if it starts getting a little murky, like the the um sauce around it or the 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 like the the water type around it's getting a little murky. That's usually a good sign and stuff that it's time to go because it's it's been in your fridge too long. Um, lettuce, you can usually tell because it starts getting, you know, you'll start getting the discoloration around the edges. But I do it by smell. I can, you know, Jerry's, Jerry doesn't have a smeller <laughs> that works. And so he's always like, you know, with like milk or something, you know, like you know, soy milk or something. He's like, is this any good? And sticks it under my nose. And I'm like, okay, thanks. But <laughs> no, it's good or no, it's bad type of thing. Uh, Stephanie would like to know, do you roast the potatoes raw or do you partially steam or bake them first? You can do it either way. It depends on how it depends on how much time you have. So if you're looking for something fast, I would say boil them and you could always boil them and then keep them in the fridge. The, and then the next day, slice them up and then put them on like some parchment paper on a baking sheet and roast them up that way. That's a fast way to do it. Or your your um, I always want I always want to say your what is this called? Air fryer. For some reason, I keep saying instant pot in my head, but you could do that in your air fryer and do it that way. Or you can just, you know, slice it up and it's almost like, you know, just put it in, you know, put it on parchment paper, baking sheet, put them in the oven. 350 is usually what I do. And then just kind of flip them a couple of times and stuff. And then they'll, they'll come out really nice too. If you let them cook for really long, they actually turn into like potato chips. So homemade potato chips. So either way, it just depends on you know, your time and, and, and what you're looking to do. So I'm just pulling out the pretty so we can see what the salad looks like. This will be like my show one. And then this one will be one that we dress because if you put the dressing on it, that's the other thing. When you get, if you've ever gone to a restaurant, don't eat all the salad, you've got the dressing on it. And then you come, you know, then you get it the next day. It's very, to me, it's like limp, like, yuck. So keep your dressing in a separate, separate container also, or the other way that, you know, the, the other thing that you can do is, you know, back in the day when it was really popular, you know, the, the Mason jars and you do the layers. So you put the, the moisture things on the bottom. So like your, like your, um, your beans and, and your artichoke parts and stuff would be on the bottom layers. And then your lettuce is on the top. That's another way and stuff to make the salads and to keep everything fresh. Just trying to get all the pretties on there so that we can get everything put together to show you guys. Got to pull out the purple potatoes. Great. I like lost all my peppers. I seem to be floating to the bottom. 
right, let's check our, there, that looks pretty. Gotta have, it's like eye candy. Gotta have the pretty. You're eating things. Oh, I'll dress this in here for a second. So before I do the dressing, this is what the salad looks like before I put any dressing on it. Isn't that pretty? It's gorgeous with the purple potatoes. Uh-huh. And they're really good. The purple potatoes have a little bit. So if everybody's like, oh, what the purple potatoes taste like? You know, you've got your regular yellow potatoes and your and your white potatoes, everybody, the rest of the potatoes that you're used to. The purple have a little bit more, um, I would say kind of like an, almost like an aged potato taste. But if you cook them up and you, you do them something like this and put them in the oven, roast them up and like make chips or something like that, they're really good. And they're just, just like, you know, they were talking about, they're just really, really pretty. You add some colors to it. So that's the side, but we're going to, we'll put the dressing on the other one really quick and we'll do a small little dish. Small dish, you can see it. You have to make a lot of salad, but that's because you have all these, you know, beautiful ingredients that, you know, the vegetables and things like that, that you're putting on there. Trying to grab all the potatoes and we've got the, the pretty. Is this the crack dressing you talk about, asks Jamie? <laughs> it is close to it. It's, a, it's got a lot of the same ingredients. Um, the crack dressing actually has, has flax seeds in it because you make it really thick. And then it also has shallots. So a little bit different. So a couple of different greens, but it's very close. So you could actually you know, make it almost the same, but yeah, the crack dressing, that's the, the balsamic with no oil, no oil. And I make it by, I make it by the gallons is probably what I make it. And we eat it all the time and I'll mix it just like I was talking about. I'll mix it up sometimes with Dijon. Sometimes it's with, um, you know, like the, um, stone ground mustards. Sometimes I'll put a little bit more scallions in it. So I, I just add the different flavors to it just to make it where it's fun. But I would say Jerry and I, it's almost every night. So this is, there's one piece in here that didn't look very good, but this, this lettuce, so this little container here um, that comes, this lettuce has been for two weeks. And so what I did is there's a paper towel on the bottom. There's a paper towel on the top. It has a little bit of breather thing that's on the bottom here, but I always keep it closed. But every once in a while, you'll notice like the lettuce. So like here's a piece of lettuce, the bottom of it will get that discoloration, which, you know, you can just chop off, but two weeks. So I go in and I buy, I buy it. I wash it down with the Trader Joe's um, vegetable wash and I let it set out on a, a towel for a little bit. And then I get two new paper towels, put them on the bottom, put all the lettuce in, you know, load it up some ways, some of the leaves are this way, some are this way, just so you can get them all in. This was four heads when I did it. And I put a paper towel on top and I put this in the refrigerator and it's ready to go. And then we just use it all week long or all two weeks long. But these are great, those containers like this. Very, very cool. Yeah. All right. So there's that. Let's put some dressing on it and then we'll get the orzo out. Watch my time. So one of the things, if you're getting ready to, just do a little bit of that. If you're getting ready to do, oops, lost the spoon, um, to do a big salad for dinner, you could, what I would do is when I was, when I had it in the big bowl like this one, and I had everything in there. 
what I would do is I would do the dressing and more, this is gonna be more than enough dressing. You see the, the, the dressing, it'll be more than enough for the salad. I get in there and I get in with my hands and I mix it in. So I massage in the, the dressing. And the reason why I do that is then it captures into the lettuce and it gets into all the vegetables. And then you'll find that you use a lot less dressing, which then means you have more dressing for the next day, which is really yeah. good. I, li I don't like heavy dressing anyway. You know, I just, yeah, I don't don't, I just never was a, it's not that I don't like dressing, but it just, I don't like when it's overpowering, even if it's a delicious dressing. I agree. And I, one of the things that I've never liked either is when you get a dressing that has, um, that's like when you, you're getting ready to eat a salad and everything's pooled at the bottom. And so if you're, you know, if you've got more of a balsamic dressing and you're mixing it in and massaging it into your lettuce and the vegetables, and you don't want to do like, if you got kale, hard massage, romaine lettuce, light massage, you don't get that pooling of the dressing at the bottom, which is really nice too. So get this to show. So this one's dressed. Just a pretty little salad that, so you could do them you know, that way, or you could be like, you know what? This is Jerry's salad, the small one. This is Kelly's salad. <laughs> I do that too. But, you know, setting that in front of people and just saying, you know, you've got the purple potatoes and everything else, guarantee you it will, you will not have anything in the dish and stuff that is left over. So. And the wow. flavors are great. Those are such pretty plates. Where did you get them? I got them at Bed Bath & Beyond when Bed Bath & Beyond was in person, like the stores. But I have seen them like at Target you know, and all the different places and stuff that you can get. I've been watching to like supplement some more dishes in and I've seen them at like Target and um, what other places? I think I Ikea has some of this also, maybe some some of these kind of bowls, but these are Bed Bath & Beyond before they close down. All right, let's get some basil going really quick because we're going to get the orzo to come out. Nice big basil leaves. Basil, if you end up buying, so like one of the, I usually buy the really big containers of basil and then I pull off the basil from the, the leaves and stuff from the stems. And then what I do is I put it in the freezer and then you have basil all the time. But all I'm doing is just lining up my leaves like that. Get them a little quick roll. Like that, grab your knife and then do small little cuts. All I just use those, I use those herb scissors. Uh-huh. And then you have these nice, they call them ribbons. That's chiffonade. That's the chiffonade cut. That's what's going to go on top of our pasta. Then we have, of course, scallions. And lemon. Delicious. It's pretty. Smells good. Dixie says, what was that any plastic container for the lettuce or a special vegetable keeper container? It is a, it was actually just, it was a line that, that has, it's called, it's, I can't remember. Right. I have to look up the name of it. But if you, if you like email me, so Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y at plantbasedkitchen.com. I can send you the name of them on Amazon. I think they were like under $30 and you comes, it comes with that piece plus two longer pieces like this and that it fit inside and then one, two, three, I think four smaller pieces. And so you could actually, like if you make this big salad, you could cut up tomatoes and put it in one. You could put, you know, the, the peppers in another. I do that a lot of times for meal prep 
And so you can have all the pieces and stuff that go into your refrigerator and they all stack on top of each other, which is really nice. So it's just something that I was watching. Um, I was watching YouTube. So it's not a discovery of mine. I won't, you don't give me all the credit. I was watching it and I saw somebody doing this and putting, you know, all these, these plastic things in, inside there, you know, and keeping the vegetables and stuff. And I was like, I'm going to try it because lettuce does not last long. And I, you know, I put it in water. I had done all kinds of other things, wrapped it in towels and I got these and these last the two the two weeks easily. Sometimes I've got it two and a half weeks, like if it's the red leaf lettuce and that holds really well. And I just chop off a little bit of the edges because I don't like anything like lettuce discolored. Chop off a little bit of the edges and it's ready to go. But we always have fresh lettuce on top, ready to go. All right. I haven't put the, I haven't put the toppings on it yet, but I wanted to show it to you first. Oh man, that Doesn't looks that look, me. Yeah, especially like the sun-dried tomatoes and everything else. I, you know, to mix this up too, if you can find the sun-dried, I haven't been able to find them for quite a while. Sun-dried, the smoked sun-dried tomatoes. Oh my gosh, that would be delicious. I've seen them. Yeah, I've actually seen them at Winco. I have, yeah, I have to not, I used to find them and it was, I think it was this brand or it was a different brand that had the smoked. They are the best. They are I think my favorite. I still have, yeah, those are very good. They make the best. Like if you make um, quesadillas, like with a, like a cashew cheese or, or something like that and have that. Oh my gosh, delicious. I'll do a little taste here. We'll do a taste in the corner so they can cover it up. So the orzo doesn't get, I'll show you really quick. The orzo doesn't get really big, but there's a bite. Mm, very good. Sun-dried tomatoes, you taste the tomatoes, you taste a, a little bit of the, the citrus on it. It's, it's just really, really good. All right. I think you should have your neighbor over. <laughs> she probably wouldn't probably wouldn't have a problem with it but i can actually i don't know i may have to fight jerry because i may not be able to uh it may be one of those things that jerry says no this is my lunch for the next three days and she can't have any of it <laughs> that's funny jerry's a good eater he yes. is a really good eater and it's you know it's just it's one of those things too he can be a good eater and he could i could eat the same amount he does and he'll lose five pounds and i'll gain five pounds so it's like his metabolism is min metabolism. Not good. All right. So there is our, so our Tuscan orzo pasta. So this is with orzo and all these fresh vegetables and cooked vegetables. And this is our antipasto salad. So we have, we will actually have, and we've got a really nice balsamic dressing that goes on top, but that is normally would be dinner, but we're going out to dinner, but tomorrow's lunch. How's that? Kelly. Yeah. You know. Jeff Kelly, you've done it again. Thank you. <laughs> Love it. Nice. You know, uh, next month, Kelly's moving to the second Friday of the month, which will be four, three, which will be the ninth. So you'll be coming on before Super Bowl and Valentine's Day. Hint, hint. Hint, hint. Recipes for Valentine's Day. Uh, Mona says she loves your cooking classes on Meetup. Wow, oh, Mona. Yes. But these, you know, you could do this for Valentine's Day. Guarantee you, nobody would complain. 
nobody would complain. Well, Chef oh. Kelly, thank you so much. Thank you. Stephanie says, oh my God, that looks delicious. She said she can be there in an hour to sample. Go ahead. <laughs> Show it an hour. <laughs> Welcome. You're gonna, you lost so much weight. You're going to have to get a new chef coat. Yep, I know. Oh, well. There. Oh, well. You're swimming in it. It's comfortable. Right. But yeah. Nice to see, as always, nice to see you. Nice to see you too. Thank you all for right. everything. Of course, we'll see you next month. And hopefully we'll see all of you tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific time for a brand new show that will debut the fourth Saturday of the month. It's called The Chef and the Doc. It is with Dr. Jim Loomis of PCRM and Game Changers fame and St. Louis veggie girl, Karen Dugan. And tomorrow they're going to be talking about protein. Take care, everyone, so much. Thank, Thank you, you for watching. Bye, Kelly. Bye, Jerry. Bye.